Welcome back to IDH Podcast. With me, Elske Stevenson. I have with me Cyril, who leads our cassava program. In the cassava sector, we aim to reduce post-harvest loss and secure better livelihoods for smallholders. Cyril does that for a start in Nigeria. Our cassava initiative provides technical assistance to cassava processors to integrate smallholder farmers into their supply chains. We're improving livelihoods to increase productivity, reduced yield loss, secured markets, and resolution of systemic challenges in the cassava value chain. So the, the story is that cassava is widely consumed in Africa. Besides North America, the whole of Sub-Saharan Africa, every country grows cassava and it yeah. feeds um, millions of households. It's a staple food. They call it insurance crop. When every other crop fails, they revert to cassava. And the reason is that it uh, thrives in uh, infertile soil and um, it's resilient to droughts, to weather changes. But more importantly, it can be stored on the ground. For other crops, once it matures, you harvest it. If you don't harvest it, you lose it. But for cassava, it can stay on the ground for two years or more. But in spite of all these opportunities to grow cassava and then to feed a lot of people, it has some industrial potentials. It can be used to produce industrial products like starch, bioethanol, HQC flour, sobitol, cassava syrup, and a number of products that are currently imported by African countries. So with all their challenges uh, in the African economies, they still have to import a lot of starch from uh, outside, they import all these commodities that can be produced from cassava. Yes. So the idea is, if we can develop the, the industrial cassava sector, you feed millions of people, you provide enough food security for the people, and then again, you can substitute some of these products that are currently imported into those countries. And of course, there's potential over time to even export and earn money from it. Being a crop that is commonly grown by millions of Africans. So if you can develop that sector, you'll be uplifting the livelihood of millions of people in Africa. We have three pillars in the industrial cassava program of IDH. Uh, the first pillar is uh, convening, whereby we, we try to organize the markets by bringing the various players together to start talking to each other and then uh, forming some coalition. So whereby the end buyers can talk to the processors and the processors can talk to the uh, to the farmers. And then through this dialogue, you have the, the market better organized. Uh, people know what is required. So that's one pillar of, of the program. The second pillar has to do with the expanding the capacity of uh, the processors to tap into the huge demand that is currently exists in the market. And... Um, that pillar involves uh, attracting huge capital investment in the sector, uh, in which case we are working with um, government finance institutions to channel funds from uh, various institutions to cassava processing. And uh, this is either to expand existing facilities, to modernize existing facilities, or to establish new processing facilities. Uh, so that's the second pillar, uh, having access to affordable finance because yes there could be finance in the various countries but sometimes they are not affordable so we talk to development finance institutions to inject some affordable capital into the sector either in terms of long-term loans um, or long-term guarantees or long-term equity financing the third pillar is has to do with the ta uh, 
technical assistance to the processors, and that is where you, you, you bring in the integration of smallholders into the supply chain of these companies. So what IDH does here is to provide this assistance in the form of helping the processors to establish viable as grower schemes, whereby these processors will be able to develop their supply chain and make sure that there's enough supply of cassava roots in the right quantity and quality to those processors so they can have consistent supply and production to meet the demands of the end buyers. Beyond supplying the factories, the TA assistant helps to contribute to food security in, the, in these countries because what we try to do is to have a block farm uh, mechanism whereby there is a targeted production for the factories. So you, you we'll support them to organize uh, block farms whereby they, they can meet all their demand from their own supply chain. But in addition to that, we promote community development aspects whereby farmers are trained and supported to produce for alternative markets, not to the factory, but alternative markets, the food market and the other sectors of the economy. So in other words, the TA goes beyond meeting the demands of the factory. It contributes to food security in the communities. So that's the basis for this program. So the, but the, the challenge is, there have been people who have tried to do this, who tried to industrialize cassava. They didn't succeed. But in Malaysia, Vietnam, and uh, other Asia countries, they are very, very successful. So the question is, why are they not succeeding in Africa? Two things. One is, if you don't process it after harvesting within 24 hours, you start losing the value. So once you harvest it fresh, you have to process it within 24 to 48 hours. So that's one of the challenges. The second okay. challenge is it is food. It's consumed by the people. So if you don't have enough supply or a, an assured supply line, then the food component will take all the, all, all the cassava. If the price of cassava doubles, people will still eat. They'll complain that food price has gone up. But an industrialist cannot. You can't change the price of uh, industrial product. You don't double it, and of course, nobody will buy. If it goes up, they import. Yeah. So that's the challenge we have. Because cassava is, is consumed in Africa, it competes with industrial use. Yeah. So unless you have a mechanism by which you can produce enough for the industry, it cannot succeed. And then without any intervention, the yield is low. Farmers are not utilizing the potentials of growing cassava in the quantity and quality required by the industries. For instance, the yield without support of anybody is about 12, 13 metric tons per hectare. That's the best you get. So we notice these challenges. And then in designing this program, so what do we do? Like I said, the major problem is you don't have enough supply. The farmers, the productivity is very low. And then there's no targeted supply to factory. If you just produce generally, there's competition for food and industrial use. And of course, the food wins all the time. People can complain, price are good. But they must eat. If it triples, they must eat. Yeah. So in any year where there is not enough production, the factories shut down. So now we design our program along that side to say, how do you solve this? First is to increase the supply of cassava. And how do you increase it? By training farmers on good agricultural practices or the best modern ways to produce cassava so that you can increase the yield from 12 to 25 and 30 metric pounds. More than double. And it's happening. So you can double your yield. But for the cassava program, that's not sufficient. If you double your yield, you still have the challenge. 
So for us, what we start doing for our program is that we start looking at what varieties of cassava would the industry need. Then what quantity would they need? And to get answers to this, we have to set up some platforms, coalition, and yeah. start convening the stakeholders, bringing in the buyers, uh, the end buyers, the processors themselves, and the yes. farmers. So we brought them around the table to form coalitions, which we call cassava platforms, in our countries of our intervention, our main countries of intervention, Nigeria, Ghana, Mozambique. And they start talking to each other. And we brought in government as well to look at the policy side. So from there, we start finding out through dialogue the, the quality, quantity, and the varieties of yeah. cassava required by the industries. And then, again, working together, we now have to design, how do you make sure that a processor will be able to meet the requirements of the industry? And then we came to the conclusion that the only way you can remove the competition between cassava for consumption for food and for industry is to encourage the processors to develop their own supply chain, to have a supply chain dedicated to their factory. You are not competing with the food industry, but rather we design in such a way that even the processor can contribute to the food security by making sure that he produces more cassava that he requires for his factory. So that's what our program is targeted in a nutshell. In that supply chain, there are two ways of looking at it. We always tell the processors, for you to be sustainable, to produce sustainably, first of all, you have to have the market, which we already have. So we establish that market and we encourage them to do two things, the processor, which is our entry point, to do two things. One is try to establish your own nucleus farm where you can produce at least 40 to 50% of your requirements. So you are not dependent on anybody. That means you can always produce at minimum of 40% of your installed capacity by yourself. Then the remaining 60%, 50 to 60%, you now organize smallholders in a block farm to produce for you. And having a block farm which is contiguous, you are able to deliver technology to them to be able to increase productivity and in order to reduce site selling and thereby giving the farmers the benefits of higher income from their work. So that, that's how we've designed it. And then the, the whole thing is what we're trying to do, achieve in the program, is to prove that if you organize this sector properly, that yeah. cassava processing can be sustainable in Africa, yeah. using a model which we've designed. If you use the model we've designed whereby you, have, you secure your supply chain, working with smallholders in, the, in a block farm, and having your own production of for at least 40% of your installed capacity, yes, you can make money and you can make that money sustainably. A lot more. Yes, there may be challenges of acquiring the land, the block farm. Yeah. But they agree that that's the only way. I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but that's the only way to yeah. remain sustainable. If you don't do that, then it's all peripheral. I mean, you just tomorrow you are down again. Yes. And some of them have burned their fingers and they are willing to go the hog, whatever it takes, to adopt this model. These projects do approved in December. They started effectively January 1. So there's uh, the stage of mobilizing. And then we are, for us, uh, we are already working on a dedicated training curriculum for the farmers. Yes. Because the existing training manuals were focused on food security, mm-hmm. where farmers have half hectare, one quarter hectare at the back, they use who are cutlass, this. But this is industrial scale. We're yeah. looking at two, three, four thousand hectares. Yes. So, and the farmers have to work in blocks. So they need a different 
training, different mindset, different training skills and techniques. So we are working with the university, one of our agricultural universities in Nigeria, to design the training manual for this. The whole essence of uh, what we're doing is actually to build sustainability into the supply chain because so far the problem we've identified that is uh, constraining the development of the sector is supply of cassava roots to the factories. The market is there, the demand is huge, the gap, is, the processing capabilities are there and this you can acquire. It's not a difficult problem. If you have the money, you can buy technology from anywhere in the world. But the real problem is the ability to get cassava roots consistently in the right quantity and quality to the factories for processing. So what we're doing with our TA facility is to make sure we build this sustainability. We build the capacity of the processor, working backwardly with the farmers to be able to supply enough quantity and quality consistently throughout the year to the processing facility. And then that's what we're piloting. That's what we think we can achieve. And once we can establish that, then we have developed a model that can really transform cassava processing in Africa and take it to the next level.